0: There's an English saying that Srila Prabhupada often used to quote, that cleanliness is next to godliness. God means clean, pure. There's a quote from the Bhagavatam that the position of goodness is that of the Supreme Lord. That is, the uh, Lord Krishna appears from the pure heart of Vasudeva. Bhakti is nirma, with a, devoid of any contamination. So, contamination means uh, cont- desire for material enjoyment or desire for impersonal liberation pure bhakti is free from these contaminations just as bhagavan himself is free from all material contamination there is no material lust greed anger envy illusion madness or any such thing in the supreme lord everything he does is completely pure so bhakti in the pure state means free from all contamination and In the beginning stages, the the first effect of bhakti is purification. Just like the first effect of chanting the holy names is ceto tarpanam arjanam, cleansing the mirror of the heart. So, cleanliness is next to godliness. Godliness means the state of being godly, the state of being pure. So, a devotee is clean inside and outside. To serve Krishna properly, one has to be clean. Just like if we're going to cook for the Lord or perform arati, obviously one has to be clean. One can't do these things in a contaminated state. Um, in the Christian tradition that I was brought up in, or, or the Western culture that I was brought up in, it was considered quite normal and quite clean to take a bath once a week by, by sitting in a... T- By sitting in a tub of water. So, presumably, the priests who are doing the service in the church, they also, they'd get up in the morning and, you know, brush their teeth and not take a bath and do the service in the morning. And they'd be smoking. So, this is not, these are unclean habits. How can one understand God if one is unclean? I think here in India, that if the Christian priest, if they didn't take bath, then even the Christians would reject them. But in the Western countries, that's, uh, that's a normal thing. People don't um, it, you know, people don't take bath regularly. So cleanliness is required to serve Krishna. Cleanliness is sattvic and uncleanliness is tamasic. It's uh, of course, it's not simply by being clean that one can understand God. Just as it's not simply by following the principles, no meat-eating, no gambling, no illicit sex, no intoxication. Just by following these principles, one also cannot understand God. It may be that some criminals in prison, by force, they're following these principles. But that doesn't automatically make them into saints. On the other hand, if one doesn't follow these principles, then where is the question of God-realization? Very great damage to this uh, great Vedic spiritual culture has been caused by people preaching that it doesn't matter, you can eat whatever you like and do whatever you like and still be spiritually advanced. This Ram Krishna mission is well respected in South India. And in South India, their sannyasis are vegetarian. But the founder of that mission himself was a meat eater and preached that it doesn't matter what you eat, and in Bengal, the so-called sannyasis of that mission, they all eat meat. But I think in South India, if the if sannyasis eat meat, then no one would accept them. Anyway, it's not we also don't become Krishna conscious simply by pointing out the faults of others. But this point is just being made for comparison. That obviously if we're uh, addicted to gross material contaminations... And then we can't be Krishna conscious. And even if there are subtle material contaminations, uh, that's also an obstacle in Krishna consciousness. There is one uh, very instructive pastime of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu of cleaning the Gundicha temple. Lord Jagannath in his Rati travels from the uh, from his own temple to the Gundicha temple on his rut. So, the day before Rathi Atra, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his associates every year they would clean the Gundicha temple and they would clean it very thoroughly. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself personally participated in that and he was very pleased to see which of his devotees would collect more dust and dirt and all this. And after cleaning it, once and getting out all the and then clean it again and find all the fine points. So that's an example of how we should keep the temple clean. But it also uh, symbolizes how we have to keep our hearts clean. There are gross material desires. should we offer to the Lord and the deities. Huh? I offer to the altar. There's an altar inside also. All right. Okay. There are gross material desires, as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu speaks of dhanam, janam, sundarim, wealth, money, uh, women, followers. But there are also subtle material desires. These have been discussed also by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and in some more detail by Srila Vishwara Chakvar Thakur and his Mahathurja Kadamrani and in even more detail by Srila Bhaktisiddhansa Śrīla and his various purports. The, 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 Vishwara Chakvar Thakvar says that even after giving up gross material desires, it's difficult to give up the desire to be recognized and honored. We, we all have a you know, we, 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 we don't want to be uh, disrespected. So, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, by cleaning out even the fine dust particles, showed how we have to remove all the very dirty things from our hearts. So, we're talking about cleanliness on different levels here. There is the physical level. That means keeping the body clean by regular bathing. Keeping our clothing clean and the, the temple of the Lord should be kept very clean. All the RT paraphernalia, everything. And there's also cleanliness of consciousness. Now the two are interlinked. If we are in a place which is clean, then it's easier for the consciousness to be clean. And if our consciousness is clean, then we won't want to live in a dirty place. You see, the hogs, they like to be in a dirty place. The hogs dream of paradise is a, a big, filthy, dirty dream. As Prabhupada gave the example, if you offer hogs some nice sweet cooked with ghee, they won't... They'll think, oh, that? yeah, that's not very nice. They'll think that's horrible. But if, if you pass stool, they'll come running. Oh, what's this? Very nice. So the position of a hog is not very good. We should not live like hogs. Śrīla Prabhupāda wrote in one letter that if a devotee... What exactly did he say? If a devotee lives like a hog, then how can he be a devotee? He was referring to eating voraciously. I also heard, when I first came to India in 1976, that Śrīla Prabhupāda said that if you don't clean your room daily with water, then it's living like a hog. So it makes a difference, doesn't it? If everything's nice and clean, then the consciousness feels very clear also. So daily cleaning should be there. And time to time, some more intense cleaning has to be done. Because sometimes dust accumulates, and it slowly accumulates, and we don't even notice. Just like I was pointing out in the last few days, if you're on top of the lights... Those who are are living in the temple or, or regularly visiting, they don't see, because just a little, little, little every day, little more comes. But then every week or two weeks you have to regularly clean, otherwise it becomes quite dirty. And many times if you look behind pictures or cupboards, you'll find it's very dusty. You may think, well, it doesn't matter, it's just behind the picture, no one can see it. But it's still unclean and impure, And that shouldn't be allowed in Krishna's temple. And even if you can't see it, it still has a subtle influence on the consciousness. Dirty places, they they attract all kinds of ghostly beings. So, as far as possible, we should try to keep things clean. There are some things you can't do much about. For instance, just at the back here, there's this open drain which stinks. So... I can't think of much that you could do about that. I mean, we could ask the corporation to you know, make, it, make some solution, but by the time they do it, we'll be ready to move from here anyway. Traditionally, temples were purpose-built. And, of course, there were no taps in previous times. So water would have to be carried either from the tank or the river or whatever. And there was a whole class of people called the water bearers, a very important part of society, although they're you know, not high caste or educated, but uh, they, they carried water, that's essential, water is essential. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, when he was staying at, for the last 18 years, he was 24 years, but the last 18 years he was more or less steadily at Puri at the Gambhira, the house of Kashi Mishra. So he he had two permanent water bearers, Ramai and Nandai, their names were. No, not Ramai Ramai and Nandai, the two devotees. They, they worked under Govinda, who was his personal servant. So they might have done other things also, but their principal service was carrying water. You have to carry it in pots on your shoulder and then then you put it into some big container. Maybe the older men saw here when you were younger. I think when you were younger, many places didn't have taps. Is it? In this area? Is it? Like that? Even now in the villages there are places where they have to carry the water. That's very good exercise also. So uh, Water is required for cooking, bathing, purification, cleansing. Um, So we should try to keep clean in all respects. At this season, the the leaves are dropping off the trees, so the leaves have to be swept up daily. So all these things we have to be aware of. It's some work to do, no doubt. It might be easier not to clean. But that becomes, in the mode of ignorance, tamagun. Maintenance is sadvik. Setting something up or creating something, that requires rajagun. So often we're very enthusiastic to do something new. But to maintain, that requires sattagun. And just to, to destroy everything or to, to, to neglect everything, that is tamasic. So sometimes we see people take to Krishna consciousness very enthusiastically, but then after some time, not very enthusiastically, or they may even be, they may even go against Krishna bhakti and say, and criticize all the devotees and say this isn't good. So we can understand that their initial enthusiasm was not really from the not really from the spiritual platform. On the spiritual platform, one remains steady. You've heard the example of the shooting star. (laughs) Do you have this saying in Tamil also? Yeah, It looks very bright for a short time and then it's gone. Whereas the Dhruvatara is very steady, you can depend on it. Dhruva means steady. So that is the planet of Dhruva Maharaj Who is absolutely steady and reliable in his devotional service So he's become a symbol of steadiness So we should follow the example of Dhruva Maharaj And not be a shooting star That means to remain very patient and steady in our devotional service And guaranteed, there will be disturbances because because the material world is disturbing especially in kali yuga the whole situation is very disturbing shri bhakti marga meha kantaka koti rudha in this kali yuga there are millions of thorns in the path of bhakti but by the grace of chaitanya mahaprabhu we can easily nevertheless we can progress in bhakti but it requires patience steadiness proper philosophical understanding that will arise in the steady or sattvic heart of course pure bhakti is beyond even sattva because in this material world sattva is always mixed with rajagun and tamagun but uh, sattva, the, the position of sattva completely free from material contamination, that is Krishna consciousness, so the description of sattva as given in Bhagavad Gita that is uh, synonymous or, or that is the, that is the uh, background or the, the basic principles on, on that of Krishna conscious rest on that. That one is free from material attachments. One is steadily determined. One neither hankers for any material thing nor laments for anything lost. Detached from this material world. Clean. That's that's what we're discussing. Cleanliness, especially. Balanced eater. So, so the the symptoms of sadvagun plus attachment to Krishna, plus the, the positive attachment to Krishna. That is pure devotional service. That is uh, preferable, for, or that is recommended for all. And we may say, well, what about Arjuna? He was being asked to fight. That doesn't seem very sad, right? Arjuna's fighting was pure, purer than, than what he thought rejecting it would be. He thought he would be more pure by not fighting, but Krishna told him, no, your desire not to fight is impure. Fight and you will be pure. So, fighting doesn't seem very sattvic, but that is Shuddha Sattva, or the position of pure goodness in which one acts only for the satisfaction of Krishna. Sukhe duke sume kridva, labha labho jaya jayo. To tell yudhyasva, Then Krishna told Arjuna, you fight, but don't be attached to loss or gain or victory or defeat happiness or distress you may say, well how can you fight if you're detached, you don't care whether you win or not certainly Arjuna wanted to win otherwise how could he fight but he wasn't wanting to win for his own personal sense gratification but because Krishna wanted it this is uh, very actually not possible for materialistic people to understand this is the platform of pure Krishna consciousness so, cleanliness. External cleanliness. Um, and internal cleanliness means cleansing the heart by chanting the holy name. Introspection is uh, recommended for devotees. When we look in our hearts, what do we see? Can we honestly say our hearts are free from all eternal desires? It's, uh, looking in our hearts can be distressing. When we see all our material attachments. So we have to pray to Srila Prabhupada and all the Acharyas and Krishna to help us to be free from material desires. It's very, it's, it's very difficult to get free from material desires. Yogis, they try with great difficulty over a long time, they try to become free from material desires. It's very, very difficult. The Krishna conscious system of getting much free from mature desires is it's a different approach altogether. Our approach is instead of just trying to get rid of the mature desires, we dovetail all our desires in Krishna's service. That's why Prabhupada sometimes used to say that cleaning the temple is cleaning your heart. You may think, Well, cleaning the temple, you know, what's what's that got to do with yoga? How will that help us to become spiritually advanced? So many people clean the floor of their house every day. And people are hired to clean in restaurants and different institutions. So someone who is paid to go and clean, just like the street sweeper, they can, that won't purify the heart the street sweeper might be sweeping the street outside and exactly the same thing on the other side of the wall the devotee is doing, cleansing the temple compound. So the street sweeper is simply cleaning the street. It's a public service, but they're not doing it because it's a public service. They're doing it because, you know, they need the money. for it. But just on the other side of the wall, the devotee is doing the same thing and is becoming advanced in devotional service. The position of the devotee cleaning, the, brushing the leaves in the temple is far more exalted than that of a great yogi with a big long beard sitting in a cave in the mountains. Now, how can you say that the devotee cleaning the temple compound is more exalted than the yogi in the cave? What about the street sweeper? I mean... How can you say this? just sweeping up some leaves that's better than being a yogi? The point is that the devotee is doing it for the satisfaction of Krishna. Maharaj Prataparudra was a very powerful king, but he used to sweep the road in front of Lord Jagannath. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu became extremely pleased to see this, because from this he could understand that although Maharaj Prataparudra was such a high position, being the king, he thought of himself as the humble servant of Lord Jagannath. So we shouldn't think that in devotional service there's you know there's any low service. All services are very high. Just the other day I heard someone, he was upset because he thought that he was being... Engaged as the driving the vehicle for the devotees. And he became upset because he thought he was being treated as a driver. But we find that uh, Ishvara Puri got the blessing to become the guru of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu because he personally cleansed the stool of his own guru. Of course, no one can be the guru of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He is the jagad guru, Jagadguru Gora Mahaprabhu. But in the pastimes of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he gave him Diksha. How did he get that opportunity? He wasn't famous as a great scholar. Before, sometime before he gave Diksha to Mahaprabhu, Ishvara Puri visited Navadvipa and he had written one small book about the pastimes of Krishna. So he showed it to Nimai Pandit. That was the name of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in his household life. And he said that you're very learned in Sanskrit. I'm not very good in Sanskrit. You please check this and see if there's any mistakes. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said that in the works of a great devotee, there can be no mistakes. In other words, although there might be some grammatical errors, because the bhav or the, the feeling is pure, therefore Krishna accepts it. So from this we understand that Ishwarapuri Puri, he wasn't from the worldly perspective a great scholar, but he was so dedicated to his Gurudev, that his Gurudev Madhavendra Puri, who was in his old age having the pastime of being sick, so Ishwarapuri Puri would personally cleanse the stool. Who will... Who will clean the stool? That that you require the bhangi, in Hindi that's called. They're they're considered the lowest in society. But they're also, of course nowadays we have flush toilets, but they were also required, (laughs) previously at least. In Pakistan there's still Hindus all over the country. Because during the partition days so many Hindus were fleeing Pakistan, but the local Muslims asked the bangis, you stay, you don't go away. We don't want you to go. If you don't do your job, then we'll be in trouble. So their position is considered very low in human society. But Ishwara Puri personally performed the job of cleaning the... Does that mean he became unclean? Well, from the uh, ritualistic point of view, yes, maybe. Presumably after taking out the stool, he would take bath. But clearly his heart was very clean because he was the fully surrendered servant of his guru day. So, anyway, let's we, we let's keep everything clean for Krishna. It's very nice to keep everything very clean. Prabhupada talking about his guru-kuls, he said they should be revolutionary clean. In the Srimad Bhagavatam, one of the symptoms of Kali Yoga is that it said that brahmacharis will be dirty. Brahmacharis are supposed to be very clean. But uh, one of the symptoms of Kali Yoga, well, practically, for one thing, there are hardly any brahmacharis anyway. But uh, if you see, just like the equivalent, the modern students, they're very dirty. If you go in college, hostels, they're very dirty, smelly. So People don't know that, uh, what is cleanliness. But if you come to a temple and everything is very clean, then you feel, oh, this is very nice. Immediately you feel very nice. Any place you come, if it's very clean, then you feel it's very nice. So the temple is Krishna's temple. We should keep it very nice and clean for Krishna's pleasure. That is an important part of devotional service. Srila Prabhupada would sometimes get very angry if he saw that there was not proper cleaning. And once he said that... uh, He defined good management, talking about temple management. He said that good management means to keep everything clean. That's all. That was his definition. Of course, there are many aspects also. But if everything is clean, that's a a symptom of good consciousness, from which everything else follows. So Prabhupada, he, he told of the, the proper standards of cleanliness. He said, for cooking pots, they must be completely spotless inside and outside. He remembered his mother would stand over the, the servant and make sure that each pot was cleaned until there was not one speck of dirt inside or outside. Because actually, if there's even one spot of dirt even on the outside of the cooking pot, is not fit to cook for Krishna. Why should... Uh, Krishna is the Supreme Lord. Why, why should he be... Off, you know? Why should you cook for him in dirty pots? So these are some points about revolutionary clean and how clean our consciousness should be. How clean our consciousness should be. He's always thinking of Krishna. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, 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 Rama. Hare Hare. This will cleanse the consciousness. So let's chant Hare Krishna and be happy and be clean inside and outside. Hare Krishna. Any question? Is it that some dude is there putting like using some speakers and... What's that got to do with the class? Only the question should be according to the class. Anyway, it's not a major thing whether you put with a stick or not, but according to Shastra, one shouldn't do. Main injunction is that one should wear tilak. How to apply it is a secondary consideration. So it's nice people are putting on tilak, this way, that way, or the other way. Let me see, Sri Ramadhyas, Vishuddha a standard, now we see The camphor lamp, I don't know how you can wash it because it become, camphor becomes very black, doesn't it? Even other things are they have we are able to see cats, things in
1: the thermal
0: temple. It's the most place. Is it? It seems that dirtiness is. I don't know. But this. Uh, recently at one of our temples in Surat, I was we were there and I was, I was trying to get the guest house clean and devote. They told me they, they, they spent a whole day cleaning before I came there, but then it was still so dirty in so many ways. So many cobwebs and this and that. But then we went to someone's house and I just visited the bathroom and I saw these, you know, like what you call high-class people, well-to-do people, and in the bathroom I saw some old cobweb that must have been there for weeks and it's right in front of your face as soon as you come in. So it seems that people, they get used to living with dirt and they just think it's, they just open cobwebs and everything, they just think it's normal. That's the thing. If you accept a lower standard, you just accept it as normal. And you think, ah, why bother? It doesn't matter. But it does matter. So, yeah, there's a great tradition of bhakti in Tamil Nadu, but actually they need to take some, they need to take some uh, revival. Our Śrīla Prabhupāda's Ziskon should revive the bhakti spirit. But then we ourselves have to you know, be up to a good standard. All right. Sing. Hare Krishna.